Good morning. Happy Friday. And welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Friday, April 22nd, 2022. And today we're reading from the Big Book. And we are on page XXX, in the doctor's opinion, on the third paragraph, unpacking that one paragraph, starting with, there is a type of man who is unwilling to admit that he cannot take a drink. Today's readers are, and thank you to Team Friday, Janice P.M., Anne-Marie M., Lisa B., Dara L., Tenzin P., the newcomer greeter, Janice K., and the host for the second unrecorded hour is Nancy C. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, April 21st, 7 a.m., 18,864, and the 10 a.m., 18,866. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At our Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Dar L to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Dar. Hi, great. Thanks so much. This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater um, in Philadelphia. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Amy. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Dara L. I'm sorry, I never butcher, I keep butchering your name. I apologize. Uh, I will now ask for Tenzin P. to read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Tenzin. Yes, good morning, uh, Amy and everyone. Tenzin P. checking in from New York City. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsive eating. Four, Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Tenzin P. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time in the little beeper in the background. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press one, star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. In the chapter, The Doctor's Opinion, we are on page XXX, 
We are on the third paragraph, starting with there is a type of man who is unwilling to admit that he cannot take a drink. And I will ask Janice PM to unpack that paragraph for us, please. Go ahead, Janice. Yes, thank you so much, Amy G. Yes, my name is Janice PM, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. There is a type of man who's unwilling to admit that he cannot take a drink. He plans various ways of drinking. He changes his brand or his environment. And there is the type who always believes that after being entirely free from alcohol for a period of time, he can take a drink without danger. There is a manic depressive type who perhaps who perhaps the least understood by his friends and about whom a whole chapter could be written. Um, okay, well, you know, this is a, we're on the classifications that Dr. Silkworth was talking about. And now we're at the type of uh, the classification, the type of uh, man or woman who's unwilling to admit, well, that's, I can say that, you know, in the past that, yeah, okay, I have a little trouble, you know, once I start eating Oreos, you know, I really can't stop, but I can eat, you know, asparagus. Well, I hate asparagus, but you see that we, uh, I was very powerless. My mind, I thought I was dishonest. I didn't know that I couldn't take a drink because of the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind, I lied to myself, powerless, powerless, because I tried to be, have the power to plan various ways of eating, you know, changing my, my food plan, changing my, my, uh, the foods that I didn't eat. Oh, I won't eat this. But then I always went back to them. Or I would have sugar-free stuff. That'll do it. Always trying mm. to find a way. Uh, of what type of food I could eat and what I couldn't eat. But I'd always go back. I couldn't eat sugar-free because I got diarrhea. So that was the reason for that. Now, the environment. Oh, yeah, sure. When I, you know, was going to go on a vacation, my power would be, well, one or two ways. I'm going on vacation, so I won't eat. I won't eat before, and I won't eat while I'm on vacation because I won't have any problems, right? I'll be happy, joyous, you know, and all that. But then I, I would have the other thought that, you know what? I'm on vacation. I might as well just eat this time or a cruise. I might as well just eat. I'd go for four days of not eating ice cream or whatever, you know, was my binge food. And then I would say, you see, I did good. So I would, I would eat that particular item. Or, or another reason, which would be a false belief of my thinking, would be that, uh, well, you know what, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I, I'm okay for about nine months. I, you know, I'm, my, my system is good and I can take, I really believed I could pick up that bite. And, of course, the first bite left, led to a binge in time. You know, you're going to hear the story about a man that... Uh, uh, was uh, abstinent was from alcohol for 30 years. And when he retired, he picked up the drink and he died. Well, 
thank God that wasn't me, but, you know, I had the same circumstances. When I retire, I'll have more time, you know, and I'll devote myself all to get taken care of myself. Well, <laughs> that's when I was the worst. So, and then, of course, there's the manic depressive type. You know, it's pretty hard to understand that person because that was me too. I identified with all these classifications, you know. I would say in the beginning, oh, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. But eventually when I got to know and recovered, you know, I was like everybody. I would be hyper, hyper, happy, and then I would be depressed. I didn't get my way or if my weight went up or if I didn't get what I wanted in my marriage. So, yes, good, good, um, good advice to say, Janice, you are done. So there's a whole chapter could be written on all these, all these types, but we're going to go on and see what our problem is. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janice PM. Way to get us started. Okay, everyone, love to hear from folks, but if you have shared in the last couple of days, namely Wednesday or Thursday, we although love to hear your experience, strength, and hope, we'd like to give others an opportunity to share as well. So if I can get your first name and the first letter of your second initial of your last name, that would be great. Who would like to share? Sure. Ginger P. Ginger G. Teresa P. Teresa P. Lisa I, I, N. I got Lisa N. Okay, gotcha. Carrie Jean B. Terry Jean. Dara Heidi H. Dara L. Dara. Got it. Dara L. And then it was Heidi? Yes, Heidi H. Yeah. Heidi H. Anne Marie M. Anne Marie. Um, okay, this is what I have. Hold on for a sec here. I've got Ginger C, Teresa P, Lisa N, Terry Jean P, Dara L, Heidi H, Anne-Marie M. Did I miss anybody? Colleen A. Colleen. Yep. Okay. Groovy. All right, let's go with Ginger C followed by Teresa P. Good morning, Ginger. Ginger Star One? Oh, yeah, Monday. Who knows? <laughs> this mute button. Um, hey, Amy, good morning, and thank you for your service. This is Ginger C, a real compulsive overeater. Oh, and I love the beginning and how we got started. There was so much that was said. And um, thank you, God. 30 days back, people, on Wednesday. 30 days, now with 32. And what a miracle. I know. I'm telling you, sister, because it felt like a nightmare that I was never going to get out of. So, you know, there's always that next three left. But do you have another recovery in you? And, boy, I played with fire. I played with my life. And um, I'm just so grateful to get back. And I really played my with my life, you know. I'm just a food freak. I'm just going to go to any length and some pursue it into insanity and death. And that's just the reality. Um, but that's what I did with this relapse, you know, plans various ways of eating. And a friend who showed up to paddleboard with me one day and a recovered person on vision for you brings this box of rice, almond, cheese crackers. And I thought, wow, what is that? And she's like, oh, have some. No big deal. And I'm like, well, I think I will, right? Because I'm a food freak. And if you're eating it, I sure as heck can eat some too. 
And that box of crackers soon became a Cheeto because that's how I roll. That's the beginning. And I think it's seemingly unimportant decision, and it's my life. It's my life. Because that box of rice almond cheese crackers, to me, they're fun food. Why do I need these crackers to go with my protein and my vegetables and my fruit? I don't. And they're fun foods. And any hand-to-mouth food, I'm not really mindful what I'm eating and how many of those cheese crackers I'm popping in my mouth. Unless I weigh them and count them. But I don't do that. I go from the box. So I'm just so grateful to really see, again, we're going to get there soon with this entire abstinence. You know, what does your food look like? And how are you still maybe playing and getting a little excitement from it? Because I love food, people. To not eat today, a day at a time, that is a miracle. That is God's grace. And um, again, I'm just so willing, I'm so willing to go to any length today. I'm so grateful for every beautiful bite because I really conceded head to heart and saw these components in a way I hadn't never seen before. And I just pray that I never buy the lie again, that somehow it's okay and it won't hurt me this time and I'm going to show you how. Because soon after that Cheeto came in my mouth, a chocolate cake entered. And once I start, I can't stop. I want to stop. I want to get in Bill's car. I want to go for a great ride and enjoy life. But once I start, I can't stop. And it's only that miracle, that grace, when that window rolls down. And I threw it before it rolls back up. And with that, I pass. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Ginger. Okay, Teresa P. followed by Lisa N. Go ahead, Teresa. Grab the mic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Teresa P. Um, recovered in California and, and grateful. And uh, another one of those uh, great paragraphs and of um, all these ways I can delude myself. And before I got into program, I simply did not get it. I kept trying the diet over and over and over. Like, oh, this time it's going to work. You know, all I have to do is just, uh, you know, stay off these foods. But I never thought I could never have them. Somehow that thought just never entered my mind. And I remember when I got into, uh, first got into Overeaters Anonymous, it just went, bing, oh, I can't just, you know, have a, a bite. You know, I was always told that, you know, well, just have one. Or, you know, save it for later and just have one, you know. And, and, and I could, you know, save it for later. But as soon as I had the one, I was off and running. And it was crazy. And I've done all the craziness. And today I get to go, oh, I just get to have none. And, you know, somehow I can get that concept, you know, just none. And I'm really, really grateful when I got into OA that. You know, anyone, I heard uh, uh, my first sponsor say, uh, no sugar, no chocolate, because that's what she did. And I thought, oh, it was the happy satisfaction. First of all, I was like, oh, that's all I have to do is just have none. And then it was, oh, well, you know, just, but, you know, how do, how do I do that? Well, get to move the steps and do it one day at a time. And it's been working for me for over 25 years. It's just like, wow. It's just like. You know, there's life without sugar. And I was really grateful that I didn't try to do the um, sugar, um, you know, the, the 
artificial. I, I thought about it, but, you know, that was nasty tasting. And go, God bless me with that, so I didn't have to go there. But I didn't quite get, you know, the uh, the uh, the uh, unobvious sugars, you know, and that that took uh, took longer. But you know, God is good, and He He took me where I was at, and uh, was able to get that freedom from the food obsession. It was just, oh gosh, this is absolutely great, and getting, you know, health and life and wonderful. And but I did do I did find out a couple of years on down the line because at that time I was still eating flour. That pumpkin bread, the only thing that's bread about pumpkin bread is the name, because actually it has a heck of a lot of sugar in it, and I just didn't clue into that. So as soon as I, I, I did think of that, I made the realization, well, God brought it to my attention because I was eating, you know, that's what I was having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner one Thanksgiving. I thought, this is a problem. Okay, God, you can have the pumpkin bread. And I was not happy. I had clawed marks all over it. I cried over it. But I gave it up, and then in a couple of days, I didn't want the pumpkin bread. Haven't had any since, and you know, it's just like, okay, who cares? And it's been bad, and I hear the best. You know, instead of seeing this about myself, I am powerful, and thank God for the program that I can come here and learn the truth. I am indeed a sugar addict. I cannot, I can have zero, none. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Teresa. Lisa N. Please go ahead, Lisa, followed by Terry Jean. Lisa, star one. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? I can. Please go ahead. Sorry about that. I thought I already unmuted. Um, thank you for your service, Amy. Good morning, everybody. You know, I am so clever that I can uh, think myself abstinent by not eating flour and sugar, but I can mess around with vegetables or um, abstinent foods. And um, Lisa, can you introduce yourself, a, please? Oh, sure. This is Lisa yeah. N. from Wisconsin. Sorry about Great. that. Great. We just want to know. So in case people need to yeah, find you. Yeah, of course. Okay, gotcha. Very good, sure. So um, yesterday I spoke with another fellow, and um, she explained to me that negotiation is not of God. And if something's trying to get through the back door, it's your disease. So whether I'm messing around with vegetables or portion sizes, whatever, I am not as clever as I think I am. There's another force that is trying to get rid of me. And um, so my sponsor, who I'm very grateful for, said, you know, you need a food plan not written by you, which I had been doing for years and not really thinking anything of it, of course, because I was happy and I thought I was abstinent. Um, But this food plan, I, I worked with a nutritionist last night for the first time in my life and I'm 60. This is so strange, right? Um, And I'm so excited about it. And so last night we talked about what I'm doing and what I'm actually not even having enough of. And um, so I filled out my paperwork and we're going to get going on that. It's such, I I feel so lifted. I feel like a burden has been, you know, taken off of my shoulders. So um, this makes me, when I read this, I think, yeah, that's me. That's why God had me read had me hear this this morning 
And uh, so I thank you all, for, and I thank you for this meeting, and I look forward to the shares coming up that I'll pass. Thank you so much, Lisa. All right, Terry Jean P, followed by Dara L. Go ahead, Terry. It's your turn. Hi, sorry, I thought I was unmuted. It's actually Carrie, K-E-R-I, Jean oh, B, B as in boy. Okay. And uh, and I'm so grateful to be able to share. And where I know are you I from, Carrie? I'm from Karen, Minnesota. Okay, from Minnesota. Awesome. Thank you. I'm relatively newer to Vision for You, although I introduced okay. for the first time a year ago. But it's I've been in OA for two years. And I just, I just, gosh, you guys, I'm so willing. I so want to do this. I so want to get this right. And I just keep having a bite. And it's often when I'm cleaning up the kitchen late at night and, you know, the rest of the family is doing something and that resentment kicks in or, and I'll not even think about it and have a bite of something that's not an abstinent food. But even if it were, a fruit or vegetable if it's something that's not on my food plan that I hadn't claimed. And I'm I'm only on day I was only on day three of trying to have abstinence and I wound up, you know, having a nibble of this and then before I knew it I had fifteen club crackers or so and you know, and I'm so grateful I did not run out and buy ice cream that because that's what I've done twenty times out of twenty two, you know, is that oh Blew it for today. Might as well go and grab that small container. It's small. You know, I'll get the one that's only 900 and whatever calories instead of the one that's 1,300 calories, and then somehow I'm doing a better choice. But but I know that this paragraph is me, and, and I'll just be honest, guys. Yesterday I was trying to share that I just, I'm scared that am I this person that's like, you know, where yesterday they were talking about the the person that's emotionally unstable and and never making a decision, and I'm just hoping that's not me. But I'm gonna just keep calling in, keep showing up, and um, you know, I've I've been calling in each morning, and I thank you so much. Thanks for letting me share this morning. Oh. Carrie, thank you. My timer was off there. You had another minute to go, so you're welcome to oh, keep okay. talking. Or was that good? I apologize. My no, timer okay. was screwed up. No, I always feel like COVID stole any sense of time that I have. <laughs> but no, seriously, I I really am grateful. And I know I'm in such a better place than I was when I started this program. I mean, like I didn't even know that I had another 12-step program I had to do, and I just made six months on that one, and that's encouraging. But but um, but I am just I I I'm so grateful for OA. I'm so grateful for everybody here who's so open because I my I mean my marriage, my relationships, my job, everything is better in my life than it was than it was before I was in the program. And I know there's nowhere else for me. This is it. I'm all in, guys. It's just oh darn. I just ah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I wish I could just go away for like a month and not be around because my family, they've got all kinds of stuff around that it really makes it tough to make it through the first detox period. So anyhow, with that, I'll pass. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, Carrie, and thank you for your patience there. Okie doke. So we have Dara L. followed by Heidi H. All right, Dara, your turn. 
Oh, great. Thanks so much for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. And um, I want to cry this morning. I relate to every every one of these classifications. And I so appreciate the people who have shared about their struggles. Um, and, you know, yes, am I the type of person who's been unwilling to admit I can't take a compulsive bite or engage in any of the behaviors that I did around food? Absolutely. Um, and for me, I relate very much to the manic depressive type. Um, when I was, you know, in my anorexic phases of the disease, I would always be manic. And I was like, you know, I felt like I was zipping along and life was great and I was high, you know, and then three weeks later, I'd be face down, you know, over a toilet throwing up and be like, oh my, you know, what happened if I could just go back to starving a little bit, like, then I'd be fine. But I want to share um, specifically about um, the people who go for a period of time and then think like, okay, this time it'll be different or this time I can get away with it. And um, I've shared this before, but this is my fourth time recovered. Um, And the first time I had two years of entire abstinence and then I picked up. And the second time I had two years of entire abstinence and then I picked up. And the third time I had five years, um, but I left OA after two years and I was crazy. I was stark raving abstinent and my life was falling apart around me. Um, And by the time I finally picked up the food, it was that or suicide. And, um, And, you know, I like thinking back about how, like, just how grateful I am and how lucky I am and the fact that, like, you know, I really believe that God wants to save each and every person in this disease. Um, But, you know, I threw that away so many times. And I think all of us do, you know, anyone who I've ever met um, with an eating disorder, like, never really gets it on the first go round. Um, but yeah, I mean, this disease is always going to be inside of me. And, and for me, the big realization was that um, like the food, w- it was it was the last thing, you know, it was all the things that came before it. It was living out of alignment with my ideals. It was not having a spiritual practice. It was you know, resenting this program and thinking all you people are so sick and what do I want to take calls for? You know, like that for me um, was all the stuff that led me to pick up. And I really believe that any person can recover. But the challenge is like, you know, staying recovered and continuing to do the spiritual work and continuing to realize that this is a threefold illness. You know, yeah, it's physical. There are certain things I can't eat, certain behaviors I can't do. Um, but the mental and the spiritual are what are going to kill me. Um, and they're going to kill me long before I pick up uh, the food because, you know, for me, it, it's, a, it's a soul sickness. You know, it's a bone deep soul sickness. So um, that was really depressing. But anyways, I, I, I am really grateful. And uh, thanks for letting me share and I'll pass. Thanks, Dara. Okay. Heidi H. followed by Anne-Marie M. Go ahead, Heidi. Um, hi, this is Heidi. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Um, I can relate to um, a lot of this paragraph. Um, I have a mood disorder and um, also like, um, I have a kind of flexible sponsor, but she's very good. Um, But anyway, um, I wanna share like a victory that um, I finally came to the conclusion that um, 
instead of focused on, on what I can't have, I need to focus on what I can have. And um, I'm about 30 days abstinent. I don't really keep track. Um, I've been in the program quite some time. Um, I really need to do a step three. Um, but anyway, um, I was looking for um, a way that I could have um, a treat. I used to like, um, well, a comfort food. Um, and I decided not to purchase part of it at the um, grocery store. And um, I feel very good. Um, and there is hope in this. And I'm really glad that this meeting is available because I I have to miss all my um, Zoom meetings and, and other phone meetings. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Heidi. Okay, Anne-Marie M, followed by Colleen A. Good morning. Good morning, um, Amy. Thanks for the meeting. And this is Anne-Marie M. And through God's grace, I'm recovered through, through God's grace, I'm recovered. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I identify with each and every one of these lines. Um, I'd like to piggyback on something that someone just said about um, it doesn't it didn't matter, you know, what food. Um, as long as I, once I took that that compulsive bite, I'm more of a I'm more powerless over compulsive eating than I am of food. There are foods that I uh, I'm not powerless over that I can eat broccoli and Brussels sprouts and those things. Uh, but compulsive eating when I take that first bite, I remember being at a party and and they had a vegetable a vegetable plate. And I thought, well, I can I can have vegetables. You know, I had committed my food already, but I thought, well, you know, I don't want to be rude and everybody else had a plate, so I'll just have a few carrots. And then I thought, well, um, I do have fat on my, my my particular food plan, and they have the dip there, and I can count that as a fat. And so um, I started with that, but by the end of the evening, I was into all the other sugary items that were there. So it's that um, behavior that also is I am powerless over. I can identify with everything, every single sentence, uh, the type that who's unwilling to admit that I, you know, I, when I, I remember the first meeting I went to, it was, it was upstairs from a stop and shop, which is a, a grocery store. And they said that sugar was addictive. And I thought, I thought they were Looney Tunes. I mean, because how can sugar be addictive? And another person had said it's like a drug. And I thought, you know, uh, I can handle it. You know, I can handle the sugar. Um, it hasn't been a problem for me because I had been on other food plans that included items like sugar. And so I figured I could handle it. So I really thought that it, it took me, um, honestly, 20 years from my first meeting that I went to till the time that I started reading the big book. And I saw in a doctor's opinion that the, the um, definition of an allergy, and I thought that makes sense. Oh my gosh, that made so much sense. Um, and you know, I changed my um, brand. Uh, I had regular Coke. I changed to Diet Coke. Um, I changed. Um, I went to sugar-free things. Sugar-free. There was sugar. There was sweetness in that. In the sugar things. Sugar-free things. Um, sweet and low and aspartame, my brain 
does not know the difference between a Diet Coke and an ice cream sundae. It does not. Once it hits my taste buds and it's sweet, automatically something kicks off and I need more. It's, it causes a craving. Okay. The, oh, my gosh. Thank you. I'll pass. All right, Anne-Marie, thank you so much. Okay, so before we go on to Colleen A., let me just remind everyone where we're at. We're on page XXX in the doctor's opinion. Uh, on the third paragraph, just unpacking the one paragraph, there is a type of man. And Colleen A., please go ahead. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Colleen A., and I am a compulsive overeater and um, I, a former bulimic. Where are you from, Colleen? I am from, from New, Jer Col New Jersey. Okay. Thank you. Yep, thank you. And thank you for your service today. I am a total newbie to this meeting. I was on a, a relapse and recovery meeting last night, and uh, someone mentioned that this was a great meeting that I should have come today. And so I'm really Welcome. happy to be here. Thank you. Um, and the big book is something I am familiar with because I am um, I am a year and a half recovering from um, alcohol right now. Um, so I'm a year and a half sober, and I would like that same freedom with food. Um, I, I, at times myself, do feel like, um, I know another um, another person who shared before who said they wonder if they're, um, I, I think she was getting at being constitutionally incapable of um, admitting or understanding that I am a food addict. I am not in denial about that, but I'm not making, I'm not making, what can I say? Um, I'm not making complete efforts to go to any length to solve solve my problem with abusing food. But I am willing to be here today, and willingness is the word that I'm hanging on to because um, it worked, the, the 12 steps worked for me in AA, or they are working for me in AA, uh, you know, one day at a time. And I'm hoping and praying and praying and hoping and hoping and praying that the same will happen here. So I guess all I can do is just keep doing the next right thing, keep coming to the meetings, keep thinking, uh, you know, talking to people, um, reading the literature, and uh, saying my morning prayers and making conscious contact with God throughout the day as necessary. And um, that's all I really have for now. So thank you for letting me share, and I'll pass. Thank you, Colleen. Okay, so we're going to take a list of names uh, for those who also would like to share on what was read. Roxanne? Oh, this is Carmella. Toby W. Susan C. Susan C. Okay, ho Jackie hold on one C. sec. I've got all right, Jackie. Jane okay, let me put. Okay, so hold on one sec, please, because we I don't think we can get to any more here. We've got Russ M, Carmela G. There was a Toby. Was it Toby? Did I hear that right? 
Yes, Toby W. from Boston. Okay, so got it. All right, so Toby W., Susan C., Jackie P. Um, Jackie D., sorry, D isn't delightful. Oh, Jackie D., okay, got it. All right, let's go with this group and then see what time we have left. might be a little tight there. Okay, Russ M., you're up. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, family. Russ M., recovered compulsive overeater outside of Philly. I just want to pull this up real quick on my phone. This, uh, there's a type who always believes that after being entirely free from alcohol for a period of time can take a drink without danger. You know, and that's one of my greatest concerns for me. You know, I was listening to an AA speaker yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, this, this disease is so, how would you say, underhanded, so sinister that we could be working it like crazy and it'd be good, so good, that we're too busy, that things are going so well that does it really matter that, you know, I, I talk to the, take this, do this 10 step or take this call or grab another sponsor. Uh, maybe I'll talk to my sponsor once a week or, you know, something to that effect. And then it, it slips in. And it, this thing is so for Russ, for Russell over here, it, it's so evil for me that any way it can take over my life again, it will. There's always an excuse, whether it's, right, you know, the vegetables, or it's I don't want to do the work, and I got this, and I maybe I was overthinking this a little bit for 30 years. You know, uh, that that just hit me, these, these lines, because it scares me in a way. It creates concern for me because, you know, you could be doing it and working this program to the T and and drop your guard and then it could be curtains. And that's not a, what I'm trying to do. And I, we have to take it serious. I have to take this serious because this thing destroyed me. I forget, I forget a week or a month ago, right? I, I forget five years ago when my everything was in shambles and everything I got back is because of working these steps and doing the inconvenient things and holding myself accountable and looking at what I'm eating and working to be close to God. I just hate to be lax, you know, lax of days. I'm talking to myself here. Sorry about that. But it's not from a judgmental standpoint. I'm saying, I, you know, we see so many people that have struggled with the disease of addiction to fall back into it. And it's a, you just got to work. It's why there's 12 steps, I guess. I, Speaking to myself, so y'all have have a have a wonderful day. Love you. Thank you so much, Russ. Okay, Carmela G, you're up, followed by Toby W. Thank you so much, Jamie, and thank you everyone on the line. My name is Carmela G, and I am a grateful recovered compulsive overeater for this day from New York. Um, listening to the shares and the focus on the various ways that we manipulated food. Yes, that was an issue, but Carmilla's biggest issue was her ego. You people can't handle the, I can do it. I'm all powerful, and I equated myself with God. I could do anything if I so choose. I could eat just one if I so choose. So the most difficult part for me even today 
is my willfulness. My insane mind is with me constantly. And um, I heard someone share, uh, because I never thought I was dishonest, and I heard someone share in, in a meeting one day and say, I would put the substance down every Monday, but I ran out of Mondays. And that was the absolute truth. Every weekend it was, yes, I'm going to do it. But it, I, Carmela could not. And today, through this program, I surrender totally to a power greater than myself. Imagine I'm not God. That was the awakening. And that was the gift that this step and step one brought me to the realization that I am truly powerless. It was the most difficult step for me to take. And with that, I pass and thank you. Thank you so much, Toby W. Susan C., you're up, followed by Jackie B. Toby W. Toby? Yes. I'm sorry, Toby W., you're up. Yep. Okay, thank you. Uh, good morning. My name is Toby W. from Boston, gratefully um, recovered. And as I'm listening to everybody, I'm thinking back to 94 days ago, 95 days ago, um, how I got stuck with uh, cauliflower. Oh, if it's a cauliflower cracker, it's made out of cauliflower. There's nothing wrong with that, as I ate the whole box. And so I got stuck with this cauliflower business. Now, I do eat some cauliflower, but it's weighed and measured, and it has nothing to do with um, crackers or anything. It's cauliflower in its finest. And I just wanted to say how grateful I am. I, 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 I'm almost speechless that I have 93 days and I'm now ready to sponsor, and it is just amazing that I am here because I was in relapse for such a long time. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Toby. Okay, Susan C., followed by Jackie D. Go ahead, Susan. Hi, good morning. This is Susan C. from Pennsylvania, and I relate to each one of the person that's described in this paragraph and um, that that was always my uh, drug of choice was food. Not always, but at other times, believe me, I tried other things and um, thought I was so um, great because I wasn't doing the other things, but I, that, that's when I really picked up the food. And um, to me, it's like, it's, it's like a soul, it's really like a soul sickness. And I had a lot of fear from the time I was a young girl. And, um, you know, until I came into OA, I didn't know. I would just like have a thought or a feeling. I didn't even know if I had feelings and I would just beeline to the refrigerator. 
there was no awareness of it at all. And, um, you know, the more that I come onto the meetings, the more I hear people, you know, with their experience, strength, and hope is like, oh, yes, I did that. Oh, yes, I did that. So not to feel like that I'm unique. And um, I just remember being at my brother's birthday party. I think he was like eight years old. So I was maybe four years old or something. And I was jealous that he was getting attention. I didn't know at the time when I was sitting there at the table that that was jealousy. But that's when I stuck my finger into the icing. And it kind of made it that feeling go away. So um, to me, it's everything. It's um, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial. Um, And again, just trying to um, stay connected with my higher power and, you know, just do this and um, trying to do more outreach so that, you know, I can really take the actions for the program. So thanks. Thank you so much, Susan. Okay, Jackie D., it is your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Jackie D. from Georgia, compulsive overeater. Um, I was never the type of person who was unwilling to admit that I had an eating problem. I knew I had an eating problem. I just didn't know what to do about it or how to make it stop. I planned different ways to stop. I changed the way I ate, the times I ate, the things I ate, thinking this will all make me uh, stop, but it never worked. I changed my environment. I was not eating in my car. I was not eating at the kitchen sink. I was not eating while standing. And I even tried intermittent fasting, thinking if I only ate certain during certain times of day, that would keep me from eating too much, but all this did was make me eat even more. It increased my binging because now I only ate, and I felt like I had to get all my calories within that certain period of time. No matter where I was, no matter what time, no matter what I tried, I just could not stop. And I thank God every day for this program because I found my kinder spirits. I found that I could not do this on my own. I learned that without following the steps, reading a big book, and depending on my higher power instead of myself, I can recover, and I can stop overeating. I thank God every single day for the program, for you guys, for the vision, for your service. I thank you for hearing me, and with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Jackie. Okay, well, we actually have time for one more share. Who would like to take us out? Chime on in. Janice S. in Tennessee. Janice S. Janice, please go ahead. Thank you. Um, my name again is Janice S. I'm from Tennessee, and I am a an a compulsive overeater recovered today. I just um, wanted to talk a little bit about um, the sentence or the paragraph today that we read. There is a type of man who is unwilling about... Um, cannot take a drink. I think that's what I was going to say. Anyway, I was thinking about 
the very first time I came to the first meeting and I was kind of, um, you know, very shy. I didn't understand. I was like a deer in the headlights sort of thing. I, I was lost and I remember hearing all those stories and everybody shares and I was thinking, no, I don't, I, I don't have this problem, you know, and I too was from another program and am recovered now about a year and four months, I think. But um, I remember being in a, in denial that, that this was anything that I needed or was anywhere close to this, even though at my age I've probably been on more diets and Carter's got little liver pills. I mean, I've done everything. I've tried everything. I have lost and gained probably more pounds than there is on an NFL football team uh, in my life. But yet I, I was like, no, I don't need this. Well, today I think it's my 51st day of abstinence. I started March the 1st, and I, I cannot tell you, uh, and there's not enough words or enough time with for the words to tell you the difference that has been in my life since I have joined this meeting and this this way of life and this abstinence. It's not about the food at all. It never has been about the food. It's about all the other parts. Um, and if you're new today, I just encourage you to continue to come back, even though at first you kind of are lost because it's it's a lot. Just keep coming back. Keep listening. Keep learning. Keep being willing. and. Uh, in just a very short amount of time, I promise you, you too will feel freedom and and peace. And just um, just continue to listen, be willing, be open. And um, it's just really made a huge difference in my life. And I'm so grateful to God. I'm grateful to everyone that does this, does these meetings. And just thank you for being here. Everyone have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janice, for taking us out. We're going to take us out there. Okay, awesome. So I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID for today, Friday, April 22nd, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Vision for You meeting is 18,874. That's 18874. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Anne-Marie M. please take us out with a vision for you? Yes, thank you. Anne-Marie M., through God's grace, recovered from compulsive overeating. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to to God and to yourself. I'm sorry. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. 
clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.